Hey, my name is Jackson Canty and welcome to Vim Online. Thank you for spending time with me today. I hope you are encouraged. I hope you know you have purpose, you are loved, and you belong. Enjoy this message. Hey, I want to talk to you today um, about your joy um, under the subject called discovered. Discovered. I want to read a quick scripture and then we'll get right to our conversation today. This is Jesus speaking, and this is what he says. This is Mark 4, verses 26, starting there and ending around verse 29. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, The seed sprouts and it grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. The harvest has come. I want to go back for seconds. In verse 27 and a little bit of verse 28. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows. Though he does not know how, all by itself the soil produces grain. I wanted to talk to you today about your joy. Under the topic of discovered. Discovered is a term... We use it a lot of times to describe somebody who maybe became quickly famous. If if they were discovered, they were um, brought onto the scene maybe kind of quickly. Some people would describe them as overnight success. Um, but normally the people you would describe as an overnight success would describe themselves as the complete opposite because um, you see them at 16 or 17 making music, but they remember when they were six taking music lessons. You see them at 18 performing in front of thousands of people, but they remember being 11 years old writing their first song about their best friend I, I remember watching a YouTube video and seeing one one person who recorded a song in their sibling's room at the age of 13 years old, and they became famous based on that one song. And this huge blow-up of success for this one celebrity happened in an insignificant place And I think we look at people who have joy sometimes and think they just discovered it. We see people who have joy and think their joy came overnight. We think they were, they discovered it. They had the overnight kind of joy. But I think if you ask them, they would probably have a different story to tell when it came to their joy. 
I thought some people just kind of had it for a little bit. You would meet a person and you would think, yeah, they got it. You would also meet people and think maybe they don't really have it. That's kind of another subject. But we hear about joy as something that you should have as a Christian. How many of you know the fruits of the Spirit? Do you know all of them? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. I almost forgot (laughs) there for a second. Um... And it's, so it's a fruit of the Spirit, so you should probably have it if you're a Christian, at least if you are, like, like um, really trying to be a Christian. Like, you should have things like, like love, like, just love everybody, or, or you should have joy, yeah, joy down in my heart. Uh, the world didn't give it. The world couldn't take it away. I got this joy, joy, joy down in my heart, down in my heart. And we hear these things, and it's like, well, well, what if I feel like I don't have joy? Am, am, I, am, I not, am I not a Christian? Do I not know Jesus? Am, am I going to hell now because I had a bad day? I was just tired and I was just in a bad mood and this happened to me and, and, and or they left me or I thought that was going to happen, but it turned around and happened kind of different and now my whole life turned up upside down and now I don't really know who I am and I don't really have joy and I just want to be happy, but I just want joy. But what is really joy and how do you get it if you can get it? And, and we look at some people and just think, oh, they discovered it. They just found it. They were just... They were just playing guitar on the street one day and then someone walked by and noticed them when they were 13 or 14 years old or 11 or 12 and someone just noticed them and that person happened to have connections and so they introduced them to the right people and now a few months ago they were playing guitar on the street and now they can't even walk on that street without everybody recognizing them. And some people are just discovered. And on the outside, it looks like those people are just kind of overnight successes. But really, they're not. And I got to be honest with you. This was kind of hard for me to think about and talk about because... Joy is one of those things that like we hear about a lot, but many times we don't know how to actually put it into practice. Joy is one of those words that we just kind of say, but maybe we don't know all the way what the word entails. I would ask people when I kind of knew that I was going to be talking about this. I started asking some of my friends and some people I knew like, like, when you think about joy, well, what do you think about? And I got a lot of answers, and they were all kind of the same. Maybe I didn't really branch out and ask enough people from different backgrounds and stuff, but the people I did ask, they all kind of had, like, these these answers. Even, even one person was like, is it bad if my answer is really cheesy? 
um, because it was always like, what is joy to you? And their answer was like, um, Jesus, or their answer was like, um, to know the Lord, or their answer was like, well, my joy comes from the Lord. And I'm like, okay, so what does that mean? And they couldn't really put it into words. And I'm not like blaming them because joy is one of those things that's kind of hard to explain. Joy is one of those things that when you think about it, like really think about it and consider, do I have joy? It's one of those things that you don't always exactly know how to measure it. I like to be able to measure something. When I go on a run, I want to go on a run only one mile or maybe a mile and a half. I hate those people. I went on a run yesterday with a friend and I was like, how far are we running? And he was like, we're just going to go. And I was like, be away from me, spawn of Satan, because I need to know how far we're going. I need to mentally prepare myself like, are we going one mile? Are we going three miles? Those are very, those are two very different life experiences. And I need to know how to measure it. <laughs> and joy is one of those things that's kind of hard to measure. It's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to know how much joy. I wish almost you had like a joy meter um, with you and you could check it maybe on your phone, like an app or something. You could just look at it. And it would just be like, oh, you're doing really good. Your joy meter is really high today. Or um, like, oh, your joy's not really up there. And that's how we think about joy, though. Like we think about it kind of on an emotional level. Um, but I think the true definition of joy has less to do with an emotion and more to do with a frame of mind. I'll explain that because... I'll get to Mark 4 in a second. I promise I will. When we hear that joy is a fruit of the Spirit, we think about picking the fruit. We think about plucking it. We think about We think about joy as something we discover. And we think about fruit like you kind of walk up on a tree and it's got fruit so you pick it, you know, you pluck it. But before joy or anything can be plucked, it must first be planted. We think about joy getting joy, discovering joy, how do I get joy like it's something to obtain? But before you can pluck it, you've got to plant it. And when I was thinking about it like this, and I stopped thinking about joy as a fruit, which it is, but a fruit before it becomes a fruit is a seed. So I said, okay, well, if joy is the fruit, then what does joy look like in the form of a seed? What does joy look like in the form of a seed? 
And the answer I came to, and this you can disagree with me on, but I'm pretty confident in it, is that joy as a fruit is a result of gratitude in the form of a seed. What I mean is, before you can have joy, you must first experience gratefulness for what you have. And, and, and so, like, the world might try to tell you, you've got to obtain this to have joy. But God says, joy is something I've already given to you. You already have joy. You don't have to search for it. You already have my approval. You don't have to search for it. And you've already got my son. You've already got all the things of this kingdom. Everything I will give to you. You've already got joy. And so since you already have joy... You may not believe me. You may say, um, well, I don't have joy. I would say, I think you do have joy. I think you're not experiencing Because you can have something and not be experiencing it. You can, you can have something in your possession but not be using it. And so when I was thinking about this, joy in the form of a seed, I thought, well, what does a seed need? And this is what Jesus was talking about in Mark 4. He said, the farmer scatters his seed. Now, scatter <laughs> means that you have multiple seeds, not just one. It also means you're not just putting all your seeds in one place. To scatter would mean that you are separating each seed from each other. And if you put all of your seeds in one person's approval, if you put all of your seeds in one job position, if you put all of your seeds in one relationship status when that seed does not sprout into what you want all your seeds will have been lost and so seed is scattered i also kind of like this term scattered for another reason because it shows that the farmer is doing the work, but it doesn't really show that the farmer is very diligent. And what I mean is, it says he just kind of scattered his seed. Like he just kind of put it mindlessly, mindlessly in different places. And this speaks to attitude because people will say things like, well, if you want to have joy, you just got to smile more. If you want to have joy, you just got to be nicer. If, if you want to have joy, you just, you need to have the feeling of joy. Like, fake it until you feel it. And 
I'm like, well, joy isn't really a feeling or an emotion to be experienced. It's a mindset to walk in. And you don't always have to feel like scattering your seed for the seed to grow. It says the seed goes down and grows and the farmer does not know how. The farmer does not know how. The farmer does not know how. So your seed goes into the ground and the farmer does not understand the way it grows. And this is kind of how joy feels sometimes. Joy kind of feels like you're just kind of hoping for it and you're scattering it. And you don't really know if you're going to have it that day or not. But I would like to suggest to you that joy is way more constant than you give it credit for. Joy is there when you feel it and joy is there when you don't. Now, if joy is a seed, then the soil is the foundation. And so you need the seed, but you need the foundation. And I kind of talked a little bit about peace and contentment last week because peace is the foundation for joy. I don't have a lot of time to get into this, but I want you to know that to experience joy and to enjoy actual joy, you must first have peace by which to enjoy the joy. If you experience joy but do not have peace, you will not feel that contentment. You will not feel joy is preceded by peace. And and so what is the seed of peace? The seed of peace is trust. If you know God is for me, who can be against me? You can be at peace. You know all things work together for the good. You know uh, maybe not all things are good, but all things work together for the good for those who love him. And I can experience peace because I have this trust. And I can experience this joy because I have this peace. And so the seed of joy is gratitude, but the foundation is peace. And before you can pluck up joy, it must first be planted. And this is why you probably shouldn't go on your phone or on social media looking for joy. This is why you shouldn't want your friend's approval for everything. And if you don't get your best friend's approval, you won't have joy. This is why you should not consult your status among other people to determine that day whether you have joy. Joy in seed form is disguised as small things. It's disguised as peace. It's disguised as gratitude. It's described as knowing your limits and knowing when to say yes and knowing when to say no. It's described in focusing on today. Jesus said, worry not about tomorrow. Let tomorrow worry about itself. The reason for that is not that he wants you to be irresponsible and not think about 
what responsibilities you do have, his reason for saying that is worrying about tomorrow will not help tomorrow's circumstance. However, focusing on today, having joy in today, setting your minds on things above today can lead to that joy that you're stressing about for tomorrow. You can't stress about tomorrow. You don't know what will happen tomorrow. And joy is, cannot simply be something that is an emotion or experience or God would not expect you to have joy. God would not order you to have a feeling. Feelings are never forced. You can't just make someone feel something. You can't just make someone want to do something. And feelings are also never an accurate indicator of whether God is moving in your life or not. Sometimes when you feel God the least, he's moving the most. But you can't see it because seeds grow the most underground. And you don't see them when they're underground. But if they don't develop underground, by the time you see them, they will have no root. And so underground is where the seeds are developed. Your joy, your peace are often developed in places you don't see. The farmer does not know how, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed grows. Because when you're planted, when, when you know that your joy does not come from men, but from God. When you know the joy of the Lord is my strength, then you know that strength is not experienced until it is developed. You don't just walk into a gym and feel strong the first day or the first week or really the first month. But one day... If consistently you're in there becoming stronger, I could also talk about how there's this thing called muscle hypertrophy and your muscles break down. And during that time of the muscles breaking down, they use protein synthesis to rebuild. I know I'm giving you a whole lesson on the anatomy of your muscles right now. But after your muscles are broken down, your body uses this thing called protein synthesis to rebuild the muscle. And during protein synthesis, when it comes back, when the muscle comes back, when the muscle's rebuilt back, it's even stronger and bigger before. So whether you experience God or feel God, can never be the accurate representation of whether God's moving. Sometimes the work, sometimes the times when you feel the weakest is when God's making you the strongest. And if you go to the gym for two years, and I promise you'll come out feeling and looking way stronger than before. And so this is the good news. Because he has given you every good gift. So you no longer have to search. You no longer have to chase. You can know that I am in Christ and I am a new creation. I am called. I am his. He has a purpose. The blood of Jesus covers me. I am enough. I don't have to get my joy 
from where the world gets it. I have a source. I am planted. My joy does not come from you. My joy comes from above, and I don't have to feel it. To know I have it, I don't have to feel grateful to be grateful. I don't have to feel joy to know I have joy. Joy is never... (laughs) Joy is never the absence of problems. Joy is strength in the midst of them. Just ask Mary, Mary Magdalene, in Matthew 28, after after Jesus was crucified and he was put in the tomb, just ask Mary if you can have joy in the midst of trials because she went to see Jesus in the tomb on the Sabbath which was three days after, which is when he said he'd be back. And she went to visit him, and then an earthquake happened. And then all of a sudden, an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, going to the tomb, rolled back the stone, and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow, And the guards were so afraid of him that they shook and they became like dead men. And the angel said to the woman, do not be afraid. The angel said, do not be afraid. For I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified, but he's not here. He is risen. He is risen. That's good news. Come on. And just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. Then quickly go up and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and, in, and is going ahead of you into Galilee. And there you will see him. Now I have told you. So, verse 8 of chapter 28 of Matthew. Sorry, I'm coming at you fast. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy. <laughs> afraid yet filled with joy and ran to his disciples suddenly jesus met them greetings he said they came and and collapsed at his feet and worshiped him and then jesus said do not be afraid go and tell my brothers to go to galilee and there they will see me because joy can be experienced in the midst of pain in the midst of fear this this is the kind of joy that stands side by side when you don't know what's going on joy is more real than a warm bubbly emotion joy is there when your world's upside down joy is there when you don't know where to turn joy is there when you feel all alone And joy comes not from what the world calls significant. But joy is planted. And you have joy. You don't always have to feel it. Joy is not something that is just discovered or happens overnight. And some people have it and some people don't. You have joy.
Hey, before you go, I hope this encouraged you. I hope you know you have purpose, you are loved, and you belong. If you did enjoy this, um, I just want to ask, share it. Um, screenshot it, send it to your friends, share the link, do whatever you can do, get the word out. It'll really help help us out. Um, second, go to our website, vimonline.org. If you just made a decision of faith and you're like, I want to start stepping in relationship, walking in stride with God. If that's you, the very first page, when you pull up vimonline.org, it'll be a decision for faith. You can put in your name, your email and your address. And we're not going to do anything weird. We're not going to bug you. We're not going to send you a bunch of stuff or show up at your door. We just want to say congratulations. We want to send you a Bible um, and some other resources that will help you getting started along and walking with God. Also, by going to vimonline.org, you can support financially. It is the financial gifts that help us move forward and take the ministry into new places. Thank you so much. I hope this blessed you. Thank you.